The Equity Foundation is the professional development arm of MIA Equity and Equity New Zealand. Each year, the Equity Foundation delivers more than 100 masterclasses, workshops, film screenings, in conversations, international scholarships, and on set internships free of charge for Equity members. We give our thanks to our principal sponsor, Media Super. Uh, well, hello, everyone. As you know, I'm Alex Giant, and I'm the Program Manager of the Equity Foundation. And today I have the very great pleasure in introducing our special guests, Martin McGrath and Danielle Cormack. Before we commence, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nations and pay my respects to all the traditional owners of country and all throughout our country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture, and that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. And we pay our respects to elders past and present. I want to take a minute to thank the Equity Foundation's principal sponsor, Media Super. Media Super has supported the foundation since our beginning in the early 2000s. They are your industry super fund and they can help you with your superannuation and provide you with financial advice. And they're fully equipped to assist you with doing this. So don't hesitate to contact them and contact me if you need their contact details. Before I hand over to Martin and Danielle, I do want to let you know of a pilot scheme that the foundation started in Sydney. Every Monday, our self-test studio in Redfern, Sydney, will be staffed with a professional camera operator and a professional performer reader all day. Equity members are invited to make a one-hour booking at no cost. The idea is to come along with your scripts and the rest will be taken care of for you. Bookings are currently available from 9.30 to 3.30 p.m. every Monday. Just go to the Equity Foundation website and look for the self-test link. This program is generously supported by the Actors Benevolent Fund of New South Wales and was created in consultation with the Casting Guild of Australia. Please be aware that this is a pilot program and if it turns out there is a real need for it, we are hoping to make it permanent and roll it out to the other states. And of course, the studios are available for the actors during the rest of the week, but no assistance will be provided during those days. Okay, so please welcome Martin and Danielle. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much for that um, welcome. And I just want to say firstly, welcome everyone. Uh, special kia ora tato to all of the people joining us from Aotearoa as well. And uh, I am super excited to be here today to talk to Martin McGrath, uh, affectionately known in the industry as Marty. Uh, so, Marty, it's so wonderful. Cinematographer extraordinaire. I've had the opportunity of working with you so many times, but I've never seen you in a, in a frame before. So, <laughs> it's a <laughs> joy to see you. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining. I have got a, a list of questions, but I wanted to, of course, acknowledge all the fantastic work that you've done in the industry over many, many years. Um, the accolades and projects that you've done from television to film cover probably what would be over the next hour. So I won't go into that too much, but um, congratulations on all the work that you've been doing. And um, most recently, I think Bay of Fires, it's been on, on ABC. But rather than going on about your extensive list of credits, we have your beautiful brain and wisdom to uh, investigate today about the actor and DOP relationship, which is an incredibly important one. So I would like to start by asking you a very simple question. What does the DOP do? And can you give us a quick overview on, um, on that for those who might not be so familiar with the DOP department? Well, uh, good morning, everybody. And thank you so much, Danny, for that uh, intro. Yes, look, I'm here in Perth, a long way from where you guys are. 
the DOP profession is a weird one and its interaction with uh, the DOP's interaction with actors is a complex uh, device and I've got stacks to talk about. I, there's lots of things I'd love to say and I'm hoping I'll get around to say them all. But um, firstly, uh, those that are actors, <clears throat> I think of it as a very fine profession and um, married one. Um, and I get a, a bit more of a special insight because of that. And I get a bit of feedback from actors constantly about what, you know, about the interaction. But one of the big questions is <clears throat> what actually is a DP and what is the extent of their involvement and the limits of their involvement? Uh, for, for anyone stepping onto, a, onto a, um, a set, clearly the first AD and the directors are the, the, sh uh, the shot makers. And they interact very, very closely with the director of photography, and that's, uh, that is me. And I have a crew, a little team around me, which um, move the camera around and basically set up the shots as uh, the director requires. Uh, there's lots of discussions that go on before that, um, but as far as what you see and interact with on the day, it's a camera with a lens, a, a cable that goes to, uh, to a monitor where a director sits. Um, now, behind that, that camera is a, an operator, so a camera operator. So I'm a, I came up through the system as a camera operator first and then became a director of photography. The director of photography looks after everything visually, uh, and uh, he can sometimes be operating the camera, and I sometimes like to be the B camera operator and have a, an A camera cameraman or woman who takes on the uh, takes on the pressure of setting up the shot, seeing what's in there. I will jump on a B camera, but at the, um, up to that stage, I've been in discussions with the gaffer who does the lighting, the grip who sets the positions of the uh, of the the cameras and what device we're moving on. And that's pretty much the shape of it. But of course, there are many layers and a lot of depth to it. Marty, can you tell me just um, in regards to the people who are around the camera, you just explained that there's a gaffer who's the lighting person. There's also another, there's, there's a group of people that are around the camera as well. Can you explain the, 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 their roles? Is it the two, you've got the first AC and what they are? Because sometimes you're going, oh, like when I've been on set, I go, oh, there's, the, there's definitely the DOP there. And I know there's a director over there, but there's a whole lot of other people um, that sit around the camera. Can you just um, talk to us a little bit about that team? Yeah, look, over the years, that team, that immediate team has grown. You know, films that, that uh, in the 70s instead of 80s, 90s, it was just purely a camera camera operator uh, working under a DP or with a DP, then a focus puller and a clapper loader. Now, over time, we've adopted an American system, which is it goes camera operator, first AC, second AC, and then third AC down the line, but under the English system, that was <clears throat> focus puller. So someone who actually was on a wheel pulling the focus. And that was a hugely, um, you know, onerous task of keeping people in focus because if, if you miss it, you uh, have to go again. And then the clapper loader who's uh, identifying, the, uh, identifying the shot, but also uh, helping in post by giving the editor something to uh, sync the sound to. Now, as as far as what you would see on the day, these uh, these times you would see a uh, camera operator who is actually physically sitting behind the camera and pointing it, and then uh, a focus puller who is now called a first AC. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good to know that because it can be a daunting thing for those stepping onto a set for the first time or, you know, to see all these people and not knowing, you know, there's a team that's working very effectively together. And when you sort of, you know, as an actor, when you come in, not really knowing what everyone is doing, it can be kind of daunting. It's nice to be familiar with what everyone's jobs are. I just want to um, talk before you even step onto set, um, you obviously read the script first. Uh, are you are you visualizing it in your head already before you get on to set? Yeah, uh, I I am. And as soon as you start reading the script, you get a very you know strong sense of what it might look like. And <clears throat> usually the director hops in with a few references, and you're you know you're tossing ideas around. But I try to uh, I suppose suspend any decisions for as long as I possibly can, and that might seem you know um, counterproductive, but I love the idea of it, um, every single film being a brand new experience. And I hate the feeling of going into a, a new film carrying an, an old idea. Um, I'm working here in, in, uh, in Perth at the moment on a, a mini series with a director who's <clears throat> barely 30. Um, and she's doing her second series um, and uh, a, a designer who's doing her second series. And they're very, very new to it. And they've got references that are brand new and very, very different than what I'm, what I draw on. But very quickly, you listen and you learn, and we're zeroing in as quickly as possible on something. Yeah, right. Do, do you before you step onto a set then with the directors? Obviously, you'd hope it would be cast by the time that you that you're walking onto set. Do you familiarise yeah. yourself with the actor's work or their look or anything before you go on set? Yeah, yes, I do, but um, I can see also the uh, the stresses on the you know hair and makeup to make sure that these are unique characters, and I'm trying to with you know almost uh, ignore you know other other references to make sure I'm seeing them purely in this in this role only, and then trying to look at uh, and imagine say if it's a family of people, trying to imagine them all all as a cohesive family because you've probably seen them in other films in separate roles and trying to imagine as quickly as possible how that family interacts and then how they fit into the locations because that's one of the main focuses at this early stage in the production. Yeah, right. Um, there's how much, how much freedom do you have when you get on set? Obviously you have a, a chat with the director and, and the designers, there's all the pre-production conversations. Do you do you get to have a conversation with the director about how what you want the actor to do or what you know what you have to you know look out for with the with the you know how much is pre-shaped in terms of the performance and the and the look of the film before you actually get on set I guess what uh, quite a uh, quite a lot actually because the what um, what you'll find is and and um, is that every director wants to work in a different way and so uh in the situation i'm in at the moment where i'm working with a, uh, a director i have not many references to i only only to know that uh she's a, a very talented and, and and smart woman is to say okay how do you want to work and it's more about how people want to approach the process i come from a documentary background and i i so i'm always imagining that i'm um you know i'm an important person in the mix but i'm not the center of it all whereas someone who comes from a different background might see the camera as the center of it or of course it's the essential recording device but it's not it's not everything you know so i 
I'm always there, I suppose, trying to get an idea of what the director wants to do. In the case of this, this project, my director doesn't want to see any lighting. She wants it all very, you know, very much hidden. So the idea so is to give the actor the full experience of being fully in the character and not distracted by too much of the process. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I, I remember listening to an interview with um, Joey Soloway, who was talking about her cinematographer or their cinematographer dancing with the actors and really trying to connect the rest of the, the um, craftspeople on set to really dance with the scene, to get a feeling of what's happening in the moment. Uh, and and also, uh, is it Brad Bradford Young who directed Salma? Oh, sorry, not it was a DOP on Salma and Arrival yep. says, I've got a quote here, um, says that his main concern on set is making an actor's work the best it can be. So cinematographers are, the, cinematographers are there to serve a narrative and the narrative is always driven by the actors. The actors are leaders. When my camera responds to something or my camera decides to make a particular move or do something different with lighting, it's generally because I was inspired by what the actors are doing. So I, I want to ask you, is that something that you can relate to as well? Yeah, completely. And I, I, I think, you know, you, to be able to turn to an actor and say, look, whatever you do, I will be able to, I'll be there trying to, you know, doing my absolute best to capture it and giving them the freedom to, to you know, explore completely. And, and we know it's not a technical, not, it's not a fully technical um, enterprise. It can go off the rails. And to give actors the freedom to be um, expressive and, uh, and go where, where you may not have rehearsed, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm taking my, you know, I'm taking my lead by the actor. I'm saying, okay, well, they they want to do something a little bit looser. I'm ready to 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 go there and support that idea. But I'd love to think that I was there, um, making them feel comfortable and aware of what the camera is presenting, and so that they can feel totally confident in 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 doing their thing. Yeah, it's it's an interesting moment being on set that as an actor when I've felt a little bit at sea and I've looked around and I look at the DOP <laughs> uh, because obviously the people have got their roles on set you know a director is the one that usually the actor has a relationship with but I've 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 found now more and more so within the collaborative nature of of screen work that I will look up at the DP to see how they're responding. I think I've done it with you several times. And if they're sitting there going, yeah, that was nice. It's like, phew. And if they're looking <laughs> wide eyed and, you know, hit by the headlights, it's like, oh goodness, maybe we need to go again. Um, well, that's, Cause that's another thing is that, um, uh, you know, actors who are coming through the, um, the biz now, they've got to prepare themselves for the fact that your director is not standing by the camera. So uh, when you've completed your performance and you and it's cut, you are, you're not looking at anyone except maybe the DP or the or or the operator who are right there. But your director is sometimes in another room, and I, I I'm very conscious of that being a, an awkward moment because uh, the director is back at the monitor getting notes from the showrunner. Or script, you know, script um, uh, supervisor, and is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be with you, and I'll be with you in a minute. But the actor is there, dying on the vine, uh, waiting for some feedback, and um, it's always awkward. And um, so I'm really happy to hop in there and just, you know, be positive. You know? 
Thank you for that. It, we need more people like that. <laughs> uh, and like you say, dying on the vine is not a good place to be. Right. Uh, on, on, the, uh, on that in that vein, then what what do you look for in, in, in an actor? I mean, what what do you what what are you wanting from them? What moments do you need to help tell the story? You know, what I guess you know from the actor. What what do you, what do you look for? Well, through that little screen that you <laughs> look through the world. Well, I'm aware it's a very privileged spot to be and um, to be behind the viewfinder looking at someone, you know, giving their all. And I've had, you know, some of the best experiences uh, filmmaking have been in that, in that situation. And I, I yes, am there to, to totally support, but also um, and give confidence. I'm very aware that a lot of that actors fall into different categories um, in this way that they wish some wish to not know what you're doing and just tell me where I am and what space, put a line on the, you know, put a piece of tape on the mark so I make sure I stay in frame or tell me what size I am, you know, so I know how big to be or how, if I can use my arms, give me those parameters and, and then I will work within it. But then there are others that are even happier to, to, um, uh, to be led. So I, I look at some films, particularly from the 70s, 80s, early 90s, there was much more camera movement, uh, almost like a dance around actors. So in that case, um, I can see directors now struggling to communicate to actors that I want you to keep moving and I want to sort of create a dance between you and the other actor. So you might you might say your line and then walk behind them and then they say something and turn to you and then that idea of just handing off from one actor to another is a craft that is almost gone but not quite i can see some actors holding on to that uh, and wanting to explore and others who just want to do it so you know, okay, are you happy? I've heard the lines and I've said, and you want to be by there and you want to be by the, the door and you're by the chair. How about at this line, you come to the door and he goes over to the to the bar or something. And then and you put those ideas forward and some will just cut you off immediately. Others will go, yeah, okay, let's rehearse. Let's dance around a little bit and see, explore what we can do. And then it's, I'm always then looking to the director who's, you know, whose eyes are popping because they they don't know how they can control all of these elements. And I'm there sort of going, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We'll be fine, don't worry. And you just in that moment, which for a, an actor in a in theatre might be uh, a process dragged out over a number of days, uh, for, for a cameraman and a director on a set, it can only be minutes. But if you don't have that moment to play, um, it gets locked down very, very quickly, sometimes out of nervousness. But I try to just keep it light, keep it like a souffle for a little, a little bit longer before it gets set. You know? Before it collapses. <laughs> yeah, and then it collapses. <laughs> it collapses. I, I think that, you know, that that's something, you just hit a, hit a nerve there that because, because time is money on a film set, you know, uh, compared to theatre when you have got more days and days to rehearse something and go over and if it's not working, you get to go back and massage that. But on set, when you're all in that space and then you have to, to if you haven't had the privilege of being able to have a rehearsal, you have to block very quickly and then you get stuck in, in places. Um, when you when you're on set with the director and 
and you you see actors that are that are getting stuck in those places do you is it okay for the actor to do you feel like have a conversation with the dop and the director at that point do you feel open to having those conversations yeah totally and i i i mean it takes a lot of confidence for an actor to I suppose uh, not only embrace what it is required of their character, but also step out of the out of that and just see the process as a in a broader broader perspective. It's a very but I, but we have wonderful actors who can do that and don't feel intimidated by hopping in with an idea and and they're always welcome. I mean, what you what you might um, encounter if you're a day player as an actor, you step step onto a set and and everyone's distracted um, often you know, the, the director has got a lot of energy for about three days and then for the next 26 days, they're exhausted. Uh, for some, you you sometimes look to an actor who's fresh just to come in with an idea mm. uh, and yeah, let's grab onto that. Let's go there. That's a, that's a fantastic idea. And, and certainly the DP uh, and I would more than welcome it, even if it's shut down by, you know, in other, in other ways, yeah. um, it's always great to explore always. No, that's it. Um, I, I guess on that note, when you when you're talking about people that are coming in, just you know, as 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 day players as well as you say, um, you know that they they've got a, um, a a smaller part, not not a smaller role, but just a it's a, a smaller part within the in the great scheme of things. You know, once again, I know for me how daunting that can be. You haven't been part of building relationships yet, um, and when things aren't going right, how do we find out what's you know the the takes aren't going well we haven't built any relationships with the other um uh people on set how can we find out what's the best way to find out when there's when something has gone wrong like when there's been no explanation what's the best way to get info on set yeah i know it's um uh, it's a good question i i look i, I think there are it comes down to sort of some basics uh that that every every actor has rights and one of the base and a couple of the basic rights are you you should be um you know respected enough to you know be called by your right name you should be you know it should you should you have the right to ask what size of shot you've got or where you're going to stand whether you want a mark put down for your for your place all of that i think all those things are basic rights you don't have the right to look back at uh, a recording of your of your performance because uh, directors very jealously guard that and sometimes it's better not to be looking at yourself anyway um, but if you're getting uh, frozen out of the the process or find yourself feeling like they're not quite happy with what I'm doing but they're not articulating it you totally have the right to say to your director as I do um, to directors myself is to say just spit it out tell me direct because you've got a window here you've got 20 seconds to tell me i can fix anything but unless you tell me uh it's going nowhere and and i've i found myself yesterday talking to my director and say just don't you know you're looking at a guy who's done a you know i work i've worked on a lot of films but it doesn't mean you have to treat me with respect to the point of protecting me from uh the impact of your opinions just hop in here if you didn't like the film that I just referenced, tell me just straight up, I'm not going to be offended. And I think that's the best attack for an actor is to say, hey, you can't offend me. I've, <laughs> this is nothing. 
just hop in there, tell me, tell me straight up. And actors go through terrible experiences. You know, um, there's a lot of self-testing now, but there was a lot of uh, in, you know, in-person uh, auditioning and where you'd just be shown the door afterwards. No one would say thank you or mm -hmm. um, have a good day or anything. It would just gone. So, you know, there's a lot of, I suppose you've got to get ready for rejection. So that, but it does give you the armory to then turn around and ask straight up, you know, give me a note. Yeah. You actually hit on something before about hitting marks. I want to ask you how important is it to hit a mark? <laughs> well, it used to, you know, look, it's become less and less uh, important. There's a, um, if you can imagine the first, the first AC, what used to be called the focus puller, it's got a very difficult job. Uh, these days, lenses uh, have a depth of field of that. You know, we're always trying to get the eyes in focus, but the rest of the rest of the shot out of focus, like your shot is at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, because that's the, that is the, you know, that's, uh, I suppose the, um, the fad at the moment, but it makes it difficult for actors, uh, on one hand, because if someone says, oh, you must hit this mark, which is a bit of an old, old way of doing it. Um, now I put, put the, I put the pressure back on the first AC and I say, no, they will hit their mark, but what it, whatever it is, whether they can judge it or not, if they miss it, I'm expecting you to get it in focus. Yeah, and I, and I give you know focus pullers lots of um, encouragement to say, look, I will support you. We'll do a number of takes, um, but if you get it wrong, it doesn't mean that the the take is wrong. If the actor doesn't hit the mark, it's not their fault. Uh, it's no one's fault. We're all just going to do our best, and we recover, but we never look back. We only look forward and mm -hmm. try to get into that mindset. And you should never take any stress from a from a first AC that, oh, in the old days, it would have been, oh, she missed a mark. She didn't, you know, so we've got to go again. Well, it's not, that's that's old world. Okay, that's nice to hear because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm speaking about myself now, the amount of times I've seen myself on screen, desperately not trying to look down and then, you know, interrupting the flow of performance, trying to find a mark. So. Um, yeah. It's nice to know that that's perhaps <laughs> yes, going. We have to yeah. hit him up, but it's, it's not so imperative anymore. I'm not saying that everyone should go out and just go, hey, we can just walk wherever we want. <laughs> um, it's so, I've just had um, an experience of going from theatre to screen, and I've been charting that that path for a while now over the last 30 years. And I guess. Uh, you know, a bit the, my big question to you or big questions today are to do with jumping that gap from being a theatrical performer and then to coming on screen and what you see in this small space, like what we're seeing now, because I would be here like this. <laughs> and I guess my question earlier to you about what is it that you look for, obviously what the director would be looking for too, but what is, I wanted to talk about the kind of performance level um, for those of us who have done a lot of theatre, the difference between coming into uh, a, a screen frame and what it is that you're looking for in terms of where to hold performance, um, marks, um, lens size and all of that jazz, I'm heading down that path now. So do you, I guess, what advice would you have for people that are coming from theatre performance to screen? Yeah, look, I I would relax about the relax about the whole thing. I don't see it now as being as big uh, a, a jump as it was. I mean, you you know, someone who's a purely Shakespearean actor jumping into um, 
uh, you know, a, a, an episode of uh, uh, NCIS or something, it might be something dramatic, but seriously, um, if you're in contemporary theatre, uh, you're used to working in small spaces, you're not projecting on, ma on a massive scale, and anyone who's in that type of production knows <clears throat> that when you're, you're in a small room, you don't have to raise your voice. Uh, I think these days that that idea of uh, there being specifically theatre actors and film actors is a little bit um, a little bit outdated. And I would say this that there is where there was sometimes a stigma about uh, theatre actors coming to film. Nowadays, I would I you know I see an, an extraordinary you know level of proficiency you know coming from the theatre. Uh, stepping into a stepping onto a film set where you've 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 got to you know remember uh, you know ninety seconds worth of dialogue as opposed to an hour and a half you know that's one thing but also um, you know this there's a lot of vulnerability and exposure uh, that goes with being in a in a small theatre production that that can be done in incremental form in film and coped with um, in small steps and I, I yeah I but yes as far as the, the camera is concerned. You'll feel it. I mean, when you've got a camera um, a foot from your face, you won't feel like pushing it out anyway. So I think it's a self-limiting, well, it's a, a self-regulating uh, system that, you know, you you will feel it. And um, But, you know, it, it, sometimes, you know, as you would know, doing comedy, it can, you know, that's the craft is getting that tone right. Is it okay as an actor, well, if, it, if it's available, that whilst we're sitting there and you're framing us to go, actually, can I just see the frame? Because it's very different. Sometimes we go, you're in a mid shot or a wide shot or a, a, a MCU. For us to ask the DOP just to yeah, yeah. have a look, because I think that's, I know that's really helped me before to go, oh, right, because in my head I look different or, you know, I, I'm, I'm framed slightly differently so it helps me where i can play stuff as well yeah i mean it's um i have um there's lots of actors who ask me the the actual lens size because uh, in you know uh, these days it's pretty much standardized with um with digital that it's a 35 mil frame just like they they shot movies going back forever so if you ask for um uh and the, the one to know is a 50 mil so if you ask straight up what um, is this a 50 mil? Well, that's, you know, from this distance, that's about, that's about there, right? So I'm, I'm four feet or five feet from the, from the camera. And that's, and if you can think of that as it just 50 is pretty much what you see. It's like, it's, that's the lens that we, our eyes have pretty much. So then if, if it's an 85, well, then, you know, it's tighter. Or if it's a 25, you know, it's much wider. Even just knowing that one lens can give you an enormous amount of power because in one quick um, question, you can get a very clear idea of where your geography is. Mm -hmm. I guess the same goes for, would that go for shutter speed as well in terms of how many frames per second that it's been shot in? Yeah. Uh, I, I've I've had I've heard some stories of people that were um, the way that they were speaking. The director was saying, "Can you just speed up?" No one had told them why. So when they actually and they didn't, but when it came up, they were speaking like this, and they're like, "Oh, it was it was shot at a different frame rate." So um, yeah, you have the right to know that. Yeah, you yeah. should. Know that. I think especially with all of these new action films and 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 you know different devices being used to tell stories 
So um, I think that's another one just for um, those of us out there. And it's, it's, I think another thing to, I wanted to ask you, is it okay for actors to be able to have these open discussions with DOPs without feeling like they're going behind the director's back? <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, I, I know a lot of actors. So um, <clears throat> a lot of them just come straight in and, and just go, hey, what's the style of this? It seems really wacky, you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, we've done this, that, and the other. And if they've read, you know, one episode, they might have a rough idea of, of the tone of it, but not the setup, eps or eps. And that idea of, you know, because, you know, we work together on Rake. And, you know, I worked over the all the series and seeing how Cleaver changed in nature. You know, like if you'd walked in on on series one and then came and <laughs> popped in, popped your head in series four, you might be a little bit shocked at the at the tone of it. It might sort of gradually change. And those things are really important for an actor to to know what they're walking into. Uh, tonally so uh, yeah you, it's okay to go straight up to the DP and ask these things you know right um and and actually on that note the if we're just talking about screen work can you talk to me about the difference for you between film and television uh movies yeah yeah absolutely I, I learned a lot doing movies very young and uh working with very good people who had um worked in this worked in that world a lot a lot of my you know, uh, you know my operator was much older than me my um my focus puller was much older than me um and i watched these people guide me in a very sort of nice way um towards not getting as many shots but what shots you were getting had um was stacked with information and that was a film Mm -hmm. television was more fragmented broken into smaller pieces and these days broken into many shots mm -hmm. and much coverage now that's television as it is at the moment and I don't rate one above the other I see them both as separate things um, but just what I'm and what I'm aware of now is direct for directors Surviving in television is really difficult. You've got to be very, very smart and be able to what think. What about for the actors? <laughs> like how different is it for the actors to be on? And the stress has come back on the actors. Um, when I look at succession and I think, wow, you know, you've got freedom, but they've got to know their lines and you're working in some very, very, you know, rarefied air, a crew that's firing on all cylinders and a cast that is well you know, uh, well marinated in their, you know, in in their characters, they don't want to step out of it much. So, I think every single one of those cast members either spends a lot of time getting their lines down, uh, or just has the gift of being able to do it. I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think it's a, you know, I want to say gift. I don't think it's God given. I think it's a, it's earned and it's learned and it's, um, but it pays dividends. So, so with your experience of being on set, did you do you think that the actors should stay in character between scenes? I mean, do you do you keep shooting to capture any of those moments? I have uh, worked on on shows that where they the actors turned up in turned up in character and never stepped out of it, and that seemed to me, although it, it brought fantastic results, 
just seemed incredibly wearing um, on everybody. You mean on the actor, on everybody? On the, on the actor. Okay. Very much so. And I just don't know how people live through those experiences, and, and particularly if it's a series. Um, you know, but you, you know, I look at something like, you know, there was there's lots of history of stuff of you know I suppose method acting going back quite some time and it and it's it it always brings you know brilliant results I I, I don't know if I'm the perfect person to judge but I just oh, I just look at actors now and I go <clears throat> just save yourself because <laughs> you're going to need that energy somewhere you know yeah yeah just uh, I know we're going to be opening up to questions soon but I just wanted to touch on uh, an actor who might be stepping onto set for the first time or who isn't accustomed to screen acting, uh, who's maybe feeling a little bit anxious. Have you got any advice or shortcuts for them? Yeah, I would, I would say straight up, don't be meek, don't step back. You, you are the most important person of that morning or of that afternoon that we're filming. Um, everyone may be distracted, but that's probably because they're um, they're tired. I, I go back and stress that you have the right to be spoken to properly. Um, if you ask a question, you you should get an answer, and if you don't, you ask the question again and make the point. Don't be intimidated by anybody. You know, uh, first ads make lots of noise because they have to be heard, but they're not. They don't. They're not angry. They're just trying to get everyone to listen. Um, but you are the most important person if you're in front of the lens. And just remember that. And you have absolutely every right in the world to ask, what, are, what am I doing here? Just want to get that clear. Sorry, when he goes out the door, where do I move to? And then, you, and then someone should explain that to you. And my wife was on a set recently, an American show, and she said the DP, after they'd done the block, made it very clear to the actors before they went back to makeup as to is everyone clear about what they're doing in the scene and while the director is elsewhere they were free to ask well actually no I'm a little bit confused and he would explain take the time to explain he said no that will be in this shot but when we come around to the other shot we'll fix that up and so that everyone before they stepped off into makeup they were very clear about what they're doing and I think that's an important part of it. That, that's that's wonderful to hear. Of course, uh, you know what what a blessing to have those kinds of people on set. Sometimes, I guess, if they're not, uh, the important thing is to remember we can still ask as actors. We can still put up a hand and say, you know, and there's a right place and right time for everything. But I think, you know, no more so than before the camera rolls and not during takes or after the fact. So it's lovely to hear that there are people that work like that, Marty, and of course yourself. You know, to give us that that right, as you said, actor has rights and, and it's your moment, that time on screen to be able to say, hey, I'm confused here or hey, what about this? And, you know, to, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not to commandeer the whole set <laughs> the whole time, but just to find those moments. It's great. I, I just want to ask you something. Are there any things that actors do that drive you absolutely crazy? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> there's an opportunity. Um, uh, let's think. Um, not really. I, I've sort of, um, I, I suppose, if it gets too much, if they get too um, too into the process and the cutting of it, I can see them uh, getting a little bit tied down with the mechanics of it, thinking sometimes that we know what we're doing. 
uh, we do, and and it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable when they're saying things like, "So what are you cutting to next?" And <laughs> I can look to the director, and and he or she doesn't know, so they're not at you know. Um, there's way more uncertainty going on behind the camera than actors sometimes imagine. Uh, and when the film works out perfectly, yes, of course, it was all by design. But believe me, it never was. So sometimes actors trying to pin you down to ask uh, specifics can really scare you. Yeah. So I, I, is it safe to say then that then what you love about actors uh, and or people who are um, you know in front of in front of you and in your little viewfinder staying present being very present in the moment is is a good thing yeah and and actors have all those attributes uh personality wise that uh that uh we shy retiring crew members do not have you know you're uh, you're the you know the people who speak up for yourselves you're um you know you're happy for people to look at you if you're on a stage or in front of a camera so you have a generally have a more outgoing um and fresher outlook i mean it's it's uh you know for a new actor to walk on a set is a is you know full of fresh ideas it's uh you know it's a boom right i think we're going to open up um to questions but i just wanted if there's anything else that you wanted to say marty that i haven't covered or i had so many more questions but if there's something that you would like yeah, to yeah sure I just want to say by way of encouragement, I just think it's uh, an um, acting gets uh, slammed a lot as being, a, um, you know, as a, as a, a crazy uh, self-focused, you know, career option that, <clears throat> that comes through, you know, comes in for a lot of condemnation, of course, going through the actor strike at the moment as everyone is and uh, having it very clearly spelled out how little a lot of actors do make. Can I say that having lived with an, uh, an actress for 35 years, um, and seeing the ups and downs of it, it really does pay off on a lot of levels to stay with it and to stay positive. And you have your day. Everyone has their day. You know, it, it comes it just and it's incremental. And I can see people being tortured by the idea of it's not happening for me. I've been working at this for three years and I'm going nowhere. It's it comes, you know, incrementally. And I think if I look back at how you know, we, as in my wife and I have sustained ourselves through that 35 years, it's by being involved in many, many things creative. So it doesn't mean that your that uh, cinematography is my only outlet or that uh, acting is, you know, Heather's only outlet, let we also, you know, paint, write, do lots of things. You know, it's, um, it's all part of the creative process and it's all valuable. Yeah, and thank you for that, Marty. Thank you for sharing all your creative endeavours with the world as well and for capturing all those beautiful performances and actors and moments as well and sharing them with us. Um, Alex, you, I believe there's some questions from people. Yes, there are some questions. So we'll, we'll do this few questions and then we'll go back to Danielle just before the end in case there are sort of extra one or two questions from Danielle. Is it okay, Martin, is it okay for the actor to ask the DOP about the tone of the film show in terms of not only framing and camera, but color grading as well, which can make a big impact on the tone of the piece? Do the director and DOP tend to have a game plan for the color grading yeah, and shooting? Um that would uh, the game plan would be set up pretty much in every case uh, in the weeks prior to shooting and production designer 
makeup and hair, costume, all all included in that conversation. So you should be able to ask anyone in the in the visual team, uh, from the art director through to the camera operator, what the final grade might be. As to, um, and that, by that I mean whether the, there are warm tones or cool tones in this room, and that's um, that's you know that's an important piece of input and information. Um, is DOP, DP, cinematographer, are these all these terms interchangeable? Yes, they are. And it's um, uh, in, uh, in the States, it's called uh, Director of Photography. And it goes back to the 1920s as to when they set that, that title in place. And then, but in the UK, it used to be called Lighting Cameraman. And then it became Director of Photography. They borrowed that from the States. But Yes, it's uh, it is the same thing. Cinematographer also is part of that, and that's used both sides of the Atlantic, and now worldwide. But very um, yes, interchangeable. Now I've got a question here for Danielle. So around high emotional scenes, Danielle playing B in Wentworth. How was that on the set and the relationship with the DOP to feel ultimately comfortable and respectful and ease and that ease in the performance? Was the time fully given for the performance? I think, you know, it's important with any scene that you're going on to set with is to always be prepared, um, be prepared for things to not go as they should, but also just be prepared that if if they, if everything is operating well, everyone's hitting their marks, <laughs> the camera's working, there's no booms and shot, all of those magical things that, uh, are, you know, are, are the are part of, of creating a, a magical moment, um, is just be prepared to go and to, just to be in that state. I always love a good a first AD should always know that there's a tone happening on set, so they're probably relaxing everyone and and most people you'd hope would know what scene you're stepping into. So there's a there's a there's a, a space on set, an energy on set that would you know hopefully support where you're just about to go. I it's an actor's job to turn up the heat or the emotion or dial it down at any given moment. You know I. I um, I have to rely only on myself for that, but I do appreciate the support of the people that you're working very closely with, and that's mostly the DOP, really, and, and sound. And yeah. The other yeah, just here, um, there's just a question, what's the difference between A and B cameras? So this is an important thing. For actors, you'll see sometimes multiple cameras, and uh, Danielle, when we work together, I've always had two cameras, <clears throat> and there's an A camera which sets the, sets the scene and is the most important one, but a B camera is sometimes slightly tighter or even a, uh, where you've got a two shot, you might have a single, which is, a, uh, which is a, a one person in frame with the B camera. So that's an important thing to just be aware of. And you should ask those questions when you come on set. How quickly is it essential to lock in the blocking of a scene? Once it's locked, can we still as actors change it and be assured it will get equal coverage? Very important. Um, yes, very good question. Uh, I I think it, it used to be very important to lock these things down. Um, I was just working in the States last, um, early in the year and they were putting marks down for absolutely everything during the rehearsal and, and they had to stick by it. But um, here in Australia, we'll put down marks maybe and then they sort of disappear and it doesn't matter. And I, I think we're, you know, I'm keen to make sure that actors feel confident enough or to be to to be able to move within certain you know restrictions 
but you'll get some old guard actors who will say, I need a mark. I need a mark. I need to know what I'm working with. Therefore, I can relax. But yeah, um, but changing and blocking, um, if you feel like it and it's, you know, and the, and the director likes it, yeah, absolutely. Go with it. Is it valuable for the actor to have behind the scene crew work under your belt, under their belt? No, but it's it's that that is uh, yeah that is a, a, a great attribute. If you've got a you know got something um, an experience of seeing how things work behind the scenes, I think that's a that should make you feel more comfortable. I would have thought, and just to see the chaos that actually goes on, um, that might be intimidating at first engagement. You know, you when you've seen what what actually you know how little people know what's going on when they're actually behind the scenes, it actually might give you some comfort. I'm saying yes. <laughs> I think <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. I think it's an. Sorry, sorry, Marty. I know this is about doping, but I think uh, I've I've done a lot of crewing in various different departments, and I, I it's it is humbling and and I second what Marty said to be able to see everything that goes on. I think that a lot of the time the actors walk on set and they're like, "Why is this? I want to change that," and they don't understand that there's been weeks, if not months, of preparation for everything that's in in the shot and there's reasons why and it's and it's important to ask questions and to unpick things but there's also been a lot of work and until you've been part of that process you know there's it, it can be you can feel a bit on the outside as an actor because you haven't been part of those months and months and months of pre-production so it's important i think to have that a little taste of it <laughs> i've just got a question here direct to you Hello, Danielle, and hello, Marty. Just thank you both for all your work and contributions. Amazing. Um, quick question. I just wanted to know whether both of you could maybe um, share with us your insights on this idea of like character uh, actors, but from your perspective, Marty, as a character DP, seeing films that have come out lately and some of the voices of certain DPs and how they express them, or let's say you go for a certain DP because they bring a certain flair or a tone or whatnot and then obviously danielle as well if you'd like to talk at all about that from an actor's perspective but i'd really love to hear what you both think about it and especially nowadays it's all very shifted so so much in the last sort of two three years yeah 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 um uh, what i see is that um you know directors these days can choose from an array of different direct uh, dps uh, a look that might suit their film i was brought up in a in a world where uh, you were expected to do a range of different looks, and you, um, you know, were happy to to jump onto whatever look the director was was pushing, but um, it's sort of as you as you rightly point out, it's sort of swung around the other way, and it's so it's in a in a way it's simplified. You can look at the the last three films that a DP has done and go, wow, I love this guy's work or this you know, this woman's work, and you go, wow, you know, I've got to get her. Mm. Um, so it takes a lot of guesswork out of it but what i would suggest is that for if you are that director to to make sure you ask around what what, what those people like to work with which brings me to another, right. <laughs> which brings me to another thing it's uh is that um, it comes down to personalities too everyone that they'll respect your work but everyone will ask what what's what's she like, well, to actually work like with? yeah what you like to work with which is why i haven't been working for so many years now <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a delight though <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Marty. Very kind. No, um, I, I just, uh, I was watching something last night. Um, the cinematographer was Ken Seng, uh, who's directed a lot of action, a lot of big Marvel movies, but um, has been directed, directing something, a, a movie 
called They Cloned Tyrone. And the cinematography is so exceptional. And to me, it was the lead character in the piece, right. which I don't know which is a good mm -hmm. thing, but I don't know, I'm, I'm so caught up on the technical side of filmmaking at the moment. I don't mind that. I really love watching people's work, not just the actors actually, but how, what are the other elements that tell the story? So yeah, yeah. But, and, and, but we're all trying not to overwhelm the picture with, sorry, the movie with our pictures is the other thing is that, um, yeah. is that I, I am aware that sometimes photography can overwhelm and you're, you're in, a, uh, in a, as if you're in a bubble and, and actors are just props that you're moving around. Uh, I'm not that guy, you know, and there are those films, but I, that doesn't, those sort of films don't necessarily interest me. But I'll see something, I'll see a question here. How do you protect your space as an actor behind the chaos? Sorry, amid the chaos behind the scene, the scenes. How does a DOP assist in this? And, and I think this gets back to this idea that, that every actor has the right to work the way they wish to write, uh, to work. Uh, if, if you can, if you can uh, show your working process to uh, both the director, but also to the DP and, and operator and say, this is, this is how I work, I need, I just I need 20 seconds before you roll or I need five seconds before you roll you know I need a little bit of quiet I need people to stop chatting um uh or you know I just need to run through those lines just for another quick moment before we roll those things you can always ask always mm. I am um, I've just I know that we've only got time for one more question who's responsible for letting actors know the framing size I find on set the camera department directors talk with each other and then action I might interrupt the flow to ask before each scene what size the shot is is that quite common these days that it is the actors who need to ask the framing uh, we did actually cover this before that you can ask the the size you've got every right to ask um, the DOP or the director what is going on I think and, and the best thing you can do is probably to learn the the, uh, the name of the operator and uh, just uh, call out to them by name, you know, um, what are we doing here? You know, is it, what is, you know, give me an idea just before roll, just before action. I think that's, <clears throat> that's totally within your rights. Jump in there. Great. Hey, uh, I think that we're coming up to the end. Oh, there is one more question. Am I allowed to do one more question? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. Um, this is from Guy. Um, how do you find it working with CGI? I personally prefer without CGI, but interested on your thoughts. Marty. Yeah, um, I've done a lot of CGI stuff in, in uh, 2005, four and five. I did Peter Pan. Second, you know, I did uh, uh, one of the Star Wars, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I did lots of, you know, I spent two years working for, um, or three years working for uh, ILM. Uh, that, uh, and, uh, and yes, it's fascinating, but you spend a lot of time in green world um, where you're lighting green screens and working actors in the foreground and they can be flying through on harnesses and doing an amazing array of things. I met some of the smartest people on the planet working on those shows, but it if you get um, pigeonholed into that world, you may never escape. And I realised that what I really missed was being on set with uh, director and actors um, make, building something organically, and, uh, and thankfully I was able to return to it. Right. Thank you, Marty. I want to say thank you so much for joining us. You've got such an incredible wealth of experience and wisdom, and I am just constantly in awe of how you seem to turn up 
fresh every time, open to new ideas. Um, thank you for being so accepting of people who are just stepping on set and welcoming those new ideas. It truly is, um, it's really comforting to know that. I thank you so much for today. I wanna to say thank you to everyone who joined us as well, all the equity members, both here and in, in Aotearoa. And a big thank you to um, Equity and MEAA for um, putting on these wonderful talks and chats and providing us with all these resources and, and places for us to be able to hone our craft and convene with each other. So thank you, everyone. I wish you a great day and... Uh, and a special thank you to you, Danielle, for doing this and to Mark. Yes. Thank, thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you so both so much and to all everyone. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. And Mark, right. thank you. Off to work now. So thank you. Yes. I'll be framed. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This was great. Bye -bye. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this podcast, brought to you by our principal sponsor, Media Super and the Equity Foundation. For more information about the work we do, visit equityfoundation.org.au or follow Equity Foundation Australia on Facebook and Instagram.